Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. We are scripted content. We are scripted content. Uh, welcome back to Chacharone. <laughs> I'm Candy here with Noodle. How are you? Hey, I'm Noodle. How are you doing? I am doing all right for a Thursday. Who the hell knows, dude? Who the hell knows? Yes. It's confusing since we rescheduled. I feel like we were going to record on a Tuesday and now it's a Thursday and my notes say Tuesday, but it's not. It's Thursday. It's, it's most likely Thursday today. I'm not going to be like, it's definitely Thursday. Oh, the computer says Thursday. So the ro- the machine mm. told me it's Thursday. So they would know. They would know. I trust them. I trust them. Uh, happy whatever the fuck month it is. Right. It's uh, it is September for us right now. It is still it September, is still September yeah. in recording time. Uh, I, this should be up before October. So I'm not going to say happy October yet. Um, we'll see. We are finally tackling earthquake slash general disaster prep. Um, it's important to know what we need, what we don't need, and when to do the things, which is now we recently had uh, back-to-back little earthquakes in Los Angeles. Yeah, and they were just just quickies, quick yeah. little ones, that like quick hard jolt. Yeah, the, and then I was, yeah. I was checking my Facebook memories, and it turns out there was the same one a year earlier on the same date. That's not the same type of at all. That, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not the hell mouth like opening the before, at yeah. all. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, Probably the first not. one we were we were just sitting on the couch, and uh, we kind of looked at each other and went, "Oh, oh, well, that's an earthquake." Oh, there it goes. And then and then it was okay because yeah. you always think like the, the first one. Yeah, the first one is okay, and then you're like tense for the next hour, waiting for the second one, and waiting then you relax. It either has occurred or it hasn't. Right. No, knock on wood. I have, uh, I've become, su- maybe not become, always have been surprisingly calm during earthquakes. And I don't know if I'm just like, when it happens, I'm like, all right, this is it. <laughs> this is, this is the one. It. And I've accepted house it. Has fallen or, down. Right. Yeah. Like the earth is going to swallow me up. Or if I'm just like, for some reason that the earth shaking under my feet doesn't really rattle my vibes too much. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I have gotten a lot less calm about earthquakes since having a kid. Like I used to be okay about it and now I'm not. Uh, And 95% of that is because I think that the fan that is above his crib is going to fall down and chop him into little pieces. Oh my God. Like that's absolutely not going to happen, but that is where my fear is because it's always at night, right? If anyone is um, listening though, I I, uh, shotgun that for a horror movie. If yeah, I, if, like that yeah, is that's, that's pretty like terrifying. a legit. Okay, um, that's that's where my my big fear is. It doesn't it doesn't influence me to like move the fan. And in fact, I'm in the process of installing a, another fan in my house. But the ceiling fan is my big fear for earthquakes. That makes sense. Wait, I don't mm-hmm. have any. There's no fans in this house. Well, there you go. You don't have to have right. that fear. I will hold that for you. I guess. Thank you. I I don't want you to have to <laughs> hold on to that. <laughs> that extra fear there. <laughs> Soft panic. Soft managed panic. It's uh 
it's just it's a way of life uh i wanted yep. to uh, ask you what is the this is not the secret question there's a uh, secret question is still coming but i, I kind of wanted to talk about what's the worst storm you've been in like we're what is like oh. the worst kind of thing that you've experienced in your life that was like oh wow people need to prepare for this kind of stuff when i was in college it was either my junior or senior year i don't remember a hurricane came through and I was really, really sick. I was like flu bedridden sick. And I remember like crawling around my like shitty apartment, trying to prepare, right? Like filling Tupperwares with water. Cause this is all I can think of to do. Cause you're like, you gotta have you water, have to have water right? for everything. Right. Yeah. And my, my little, my little sister, my sorority, like showed up at my house with two packed go bags and was like, I'm going to ride this out with you because you're so fucking sick that you're just going to die. So she stayed with me through this horrific storm so that I could just like lay there and she could be in charge if there was an emergency, um, which was incredibly wonderful of her. And they like did real damage and it flooded everything and so on and so forth. And like, because my friends are all idiots, um, two of them almost drowned because they went playing in the like rushing water down the like sewer pipes and they got knocked over and like got tumbled along by it for a while. Um, Giz, if you are listening, do you remember you and Raul and Spud doing this? Cause this happened. I remember it. Um, it was hilarious later it was not something at the time right. but yeah no they all almost drowned against like a storm gate right like the water kept they could, weren't, couldn't go anymore they were stuck but the yes. water was rushing at yes. them to go through the great yeah that's uh you know what i get it i get trying that i i might be tempted to but i wouldn't because my mother's made me insane yeah. i'm a little incidentally a little crazy. those those same friends during a snowstorm jumped off a like overpass thinking like, Oh, the, look at that snow. It'll totally protect me. hundred percent broke his leg. So my mom would not let um, me hang out with them. She would be like, stop it. Yeah. You're going to Candace. You're yeah, gonna they're all yourself. very respectable right, now. The they're all like married with children and like very respectable people, but idiots in college. Yeah. Most of us. Right. Um, that's, yeah. That's two winter. That's two storms, geez. a blizzard and a, Right. And where was where were you when these were happening? In Maryland. This is in Maryland. Um, my my biggest, I well at, at least the first biggest thunderstorm I remember because I was pretty young. I I was like six. No, I had to be uh, seven or eight because this was after I had gone to the New Kids on the Block concert. Now that's an important part of the story because uh, I, hope so. I hope so. We were in uh, an apartment. This is in Illinois, so we were on the I, I want to say third floor of this apartment, and it was crazy thunderstorms, crazy flooding, lightning, the whole shebang. Lights are out. It's it, it's a horror movie style storm, and I was pretty scared. And I <laughs> I mostly remember holding on to the the book that I bought that was like my gift from the new kids on the block concert as like my protection and I walking around the house underneath the coffee table at some point. And it was the first time that I ever remember like what it felt like in your body to hunker down. Mm-hmm. Right. To like, oh, yeah. mm, like 
pull in and like be safe. Um, Mm -hmm. I also remember it looking pretty cool outside the windows because we were high enough to see some stuff like at the tree line, which was actually pretty cool. Um, But pretty scary. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds terrifying. And then there was the little, uh, the little tornado. (laughs) Just, it was just a little tornado. It wasn't even like a a big, like touchdowny. But we had a, a bit of a tornado and I was at day camp. I think we talked about this before. And <laughs> it was just like a log cabin style building, like a camp building next to a lake. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just remember everyone, of course, you know, tornado procedure is to uh, crouch down, cover your head with your arms, basically stick your butt in the air. Um so everyone's behind this counter together doing that. And like one by one, p- kids' parents are showing up in this storm to pick their kid up from day camp. And it just felt like like the door would blow open and another parent was there. And it was like rain and the ducks in the pond and the water was oh. all over the place. Wait, so the parents time. are out there like driving through the yeah. tornado to rescue their yeah, children I mean, instead of believing that the camp has... A tornado procedure. And, but, like we don't. We did. It was. It's just like a yeah. little wooden building. There's nothing there oh. to pr- like. If anything goes, right. it's stupid. And it's like in the middle of a neighborhood. I mean, this was a pretty well like built up area. You think about tornadoes with uh, a lot of space in between the houses, and like now, mm-hmm. you know, you think of Kansas and like middle of right. Kansas. Um, but no, this was just. It was. <laughs> Nothing touched down, but it blew over this area and it was a disaster. And like, what do you do? It's day camp. Like you call the parent. We have to shut down camp. Come get your kid. Like, Sure. Uh, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I think about that often. And that maybe that's why I like ducks so much. They seemed so <laughs> resilient. I mean, it was terrifying out there, but They're they were paddling like paddling along. They were getting through it. Yeah, ducks. doing doing ducks. Um, so, in, in light of uh, these kinds of emergencies, are you ready for the secret question related yes. to um, what you're going to do in an emergency? Uh, how many phone numbers do you know without your phone? Zero. Oh, well, that's not Fucking good. Zero. I I know my own phone number, and then I am all out. I can tell you, Jessica Stock. I know you're listening. I know Jessica Stock's phone number, her cell phone number in new york very helpful i don't know anybody's phone i don't know mike's phone number like in if if really pressed i can probably pull out the numbers not in the correct order i only know my own cell phone number and then i am all out i am doomed yeah 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 there's not enough numbers Nope. You need to know more numbers. Well, that's where the walkie-talkie comes in. That's true. That's where the walkie-talkie comes in. Hey, guys. We should really get walkie-talkie. <laughs> hey, you guys. Is everybody okay? Noodle <laughs> lost her phone, so just checking <laughs> in. <laughs> Over. Anybody know Mike's number? <laughs> not good. It's not good. Oh, I should really. Oh, my goodness. I should really Well, I'm that. lucky. I mean, I, I, know, I know Dustin's number. I know my mom's number. Luckily, a lot, a couple of my close friends, again, these are people in Illinois. I don't know how helpful that is, but they, we've had the same phone numbers since we were teenagers at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure Katie and Marissa. That's why I still know Jess's number. Yeah, Jess, I think at least since college, she's had the mm-hmm. same number. 
or just after. Yeah. So that's, they're, they're kind of in there. If I, I can rattle them off if I don't think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't, <laughs> but I, I think I could, but yeah, no, this, I, this whole process and that question, uh, made me consider adding a little, um, address book to the go bag. That is super smart. Yeah. I was just looking at my notebook. I was like, I should be writing phone numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is very smart because yeah, I can call, I can call my landlines of the two houses that I grew up in. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I remember Nobody that lives number. there anymore. Yeah. Nobody lives there anymore that I am related to or exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just call I'm those lost. numbers and be like, can you just tell somebody that I'm lost? <laughs> <sighs> if they know my number, I can't, it, my phone is dead. Um, I'm going to the motel six. That's a good call. Yeah. Let's add that. Uh-huh. Add that. To the and then, list. Hey, you know what? That's a cute little thing you got to buy. A couple mm-hmm. bucks, find something small, support a local, you know, mm-hmm. someone design stuff. Tiny one. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to a pop-up this week. That's, I'm, I'm looking for that now. Yeah, there you go. pop-up where they might have like paper uh-huh. stuff. Well, I'm hoping they're going to have something that isn't just a candle. If there's just candles. I'm I was going to say, you're going to get candles. Candle. You need candles <laughs> because if the lights go out, Always. you need candles. And it doesn't hurt to, for it to like smell nice while you're having a disaster, right? That's that's way better than because the cat stink. But yeah, that's just aromatherapy to help you relax <laughs> during your disaster. OK, before we get super into it, um, we are going to talk about what you're reading, Noodle. Mm. So uh, the two books that I'm going to do for what you're reading, Noodle, is one hood feminism. And I definitely know the author's name on this um, because I wrote it down. Hood Feminism. So, uh, oh wait, here it is. Um, Mickey Kendall. So, you know that like I have been spending all of this time reading nonfiction as much as possible kind of over the last 18 months of trying to be better at uh, understanding the rest of the world a little bit more. And Hood Feminism has fucking floored me. Um, it is so much more than third wave feminism. It's so much more than just the idea of, Hey, Whitey, it's not just about you. It's about, you know, intersectional feminism. It, it is instead looking at the idea of feminist issues that we do not think of as feminist issues. Mm. So food scarcity, education, um, school to to jail pipeline, um, fucking like equal pay at a level beyond just like making what men make, but instead the idea of what is a viable wage to live on with your family, and it really floored me. Um, and it's this very straightforward, and it's not funny. A lot of these books have like humor built woven through them to make you feel more comfortable to help you get through Um, it and it is not that yes it is not that at all and it is not angry either because you know it kind of goes back and forth like i think about reading rage um i'm not rage uh, good and mad Mm. and i think about like kind of all those books that are like fueled on we need to change it because we're mad and this is not that it's just this very straightforward 
factual. Here are all the components that you are not thinking about that are also feminist issues. And it it was really, really, really good. Um, and every time I feel like, okay, I have a grasp on some of these things, I will read another book and think, oh, I don't know anything about this. So I'm always evolving with it and always learning, which I'm happy that I am doing this because I feel like I can spend a lot of time talking about what I think it is. And then every time I learn something new, it gives me a better conversation and gives a broader, deeper understanding of it. And it really just like laid me out. That is an excellent uh, feeling to have while and after reading a book. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice when your your brain feels like it can do more now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and something that I thought was really interesting is she is the author is not pictured. There is no follow me on my socials mm -hmm. here. It is absolutely not. I don't want to be accessible. And I imagine because of the visceral aggressive reactions that come back. And yeah, and then it's not about your work. It's about your personality. It's about exactly. keeping up this constant. Mm -hmm. I don't know many people who have like come out and said it's not exhausting and it doesn't tire you and it doesn't make your work and your mm -hmm. art more difficult yeah so i that really jumped out at me as like oh shit don't there's no there's no author blurb oh there's not Menu even business. like a a, a small Menu bio business. like a four sentence nope, or nothing then your business what my life is here's the information the other book that I'm reading is also nonfiction, even though I usually do uh, one of each. Mm -hmm. I am finally reading Our Revolution by Bernie Sanders. And the first half of the book is so fucking smug and he's so spiteful and he's so like, nah, 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 should have been me. Hillary was dumb. And I'm like, shut the fuck. And I might have felt like a little bit more em empathetic about it if, you know, Trump hadn't trumped so aggressively Trumpy. Um, right. But it just feels like so much sour grapes. And it sucks because he's like, his ideas are good ideas. And I don't disagree with his policies. Uh, I just, it comes across so holier than thou. Oh, that sucks. And I'm like mad reading. Right. Yeah. It, it is. It's such a turnoff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the Bernie bros come back through like writing. And also, I don't know who his editor was, but like. It is not thoughtful language. There are things that I'm like, hmm, are you sure that you really want to use that particular turn of phrase there, Bernie? Bernie. And then I think, oh, well, this this is why uh, this is why you did not connect with other voters. Uh, but like the first 50 pages where he talks about like how he was a progressive mayor in Vermont, man, he was a, he's not a great, great mayor of wherever governor, whatever he was of Vermont. Like, you know what? Should have stayed there. You, you were doing a really, really good work in Vermont. I wish you were still doing good work in yeah. Vermont. Um, yeah. Do you think that it doesn't matter who you are or what your, uh, your coincidental 
soul burst into existence stature or status in life and in society is that humans just get bitter. Maybe. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Yeah. Is it not? doesn't matter what the, the field is that you're in. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're being ignored or not getting your due. Yeah. That That's just what it is. Cause that's gross. It does. It feels, it feels, it icky. tracks though it for humans icky. in general. It tracks. Yep. And it did kind of wash away for me the like goodwill that I felt about him in a lot of ways. Like I, the idea, like I agree with so much of what he's saying, but just the delivery is so tone deaf. Um, um, and it's unfortunate because there also isn't going to be a picture of him in the mittens. And that was really like the most likable thing about Bernie with those mittens. But it's the best thing it to come out of this whole soon. situation. Yeah. Those, mittens. those mittens. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm still reading it. You know, I'm going to be at it for a while. He has. Yeah. So, but. <laughs> You're going to be at it for a uh, while. Is that what you said? Just I'm going to be at it for a while. It. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's disappointing. Well, that sucks, especially in a, in a moment when like, it's like more disappointment. Is it really something you're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was hoping to like feel inspired about like the grassroots being at a rally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I got it at a rally. We like went to see Bernie speak. I have a signed copy. It's signed. Yeah. I, I'm underwhelmed by his burniness. Burned out. Uh, Yeah, I do not. In fact, feel the burn. (laughs) California. Um, well, speaking of California burning, why don't we uh, hop right into our disaster, uh, our researches and our thoughts and our anxieties, <laughs> our general general fears. So, uh, all right, I'm going to start with quick preps, quick quick prep ideas. So we have. We're going to talk about this in a couple of ways, right? Um, I'm going to talk about some maybe quick things that we don't think about. Uh, I think we realize that you and I think of, thought of disaster prep and like evacuating the house a little bit differently, right? Yes. Yeah. Like we, I was concerned about, well, here, I'm going to start with this. So my thought process is if there is a, an immediate, you need to get out of bed, grab your stuff, and run out the front door situation. I kind of think of like stations throughout the house that I would need to stop at because it, it wouldn't be just <laughs> one, right? Like it's not, you know, if if you have a go bag, if you have like a bag that's like prepped with like your med kit and like stuff for to be away for a few days and like we should all have that. And that's definitely one of the stops on the way from like the bedroom to out the door but like where is your other stuff so for me there's your glasses right if you're you should have a, a second pair of glasses probably in your thing but if you're sleeping and you don't have contacts and you have to put glasses on your face to get out of the house that's such a big fear right if it happens if the emergency right. happens in the middle of the night you are doomed right that's my biggest fear is like not being able to see in the apocalypse like i'm gonna i'm gonna die right yeah I mean, hopefully yep. I'll develop other skills and other senses will heighten. Like I'll be able to smell a predator from far away. But <laughs> until that happens, I'm weak pickings, you know. Um, so there's glasses. There is <laughs> uh, medicine. If you have medicine, like, I don't know. I feel like people keep medicine in weird 
places depending on like if you take medicine with food you might keep it in the kitchen you're not going to have extra prescriptions in your go bag so but you don't know if that's medicine you have to take every day you have to stop at wherever your medicine is in the bathroom or in the kitchen um and then my my next thing was um your pet stuff your pets quick Mm. quick pet stuff do you know where your carrier is do you know do you have an extra harness in your go bag for your dog do you know where your pet is it you know it's probably a good idea to keep keep track of where your pet sleeps because that's a station that's a station where um you have to stop um do you have do you have stations do you have like where if if there's an immediate you have to run where do you go first well, the baby. Well, sure, the baby. baby. Yeah. So our go bags are located next to his room. Smart. Wow. So That's it's smart. all one one smooth motion. And listen to you. I'm thinking, fuck, I should be adding things to it. I have an extra set of glasses. A really good one. Yeah. But no, I don't have stations. I have the bags are in the room or er, in the closet outside the baby's room. So it's the baby and out the door. Right. The baby, the bags, one smooth motion out the door. I have sneakers tied to my go bag. You, that's real. That's really, really smart. You told yep. me that before. Um, yeah. And, and Mike makes fun of me. He's like, why do you got extra? I'm just going to put sneakers on. I was like, just in case, because you never know. I have a pair of sneakers tied to my you go know, bag. That, they're shitty sneakers. Sh- oh, totally. Yeah. That yeah, is, they're not uh, They're not nice ones. That's one of the things that I also like. <laughs> I was just talking about this because we were watching Hocus Pocus. Um, that'll make sense in a second. I... Kind of skeeve, like when I watch a movie or a television where someone is running around outside with no shoes on, like they're barefoot. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I really don't ever want to have to be running for my life or to save somebody on the street with no shoes on. So that makes there's, so much sense. Yeah, there's it's glass like, everywhere. There's definitely if there's glass a freaking giant sure. earthquake, like you want, yeah. you want shoes, and maybe you do mm-hmm. have to. You're, you are terrified. You have to get your child. You maybe you don't think to put on shoes. Yep. I have. We don't really have a. Um, we don't have like an exact like a house plan, which is on the list of things to do. The only thing, you know, my thought is he is going for the dog. So when something happens and we have to hop out of bed, the only like set thing is I have a spot where like the box with our passports and extra credit cards and mm. all of that is, and that is I grab that, and that's it. That's our like. You could just photocopy them and put them. Right, which is something that's on my list now is to add copies to the bag with the clothes. Copies, copies of the Mm -hmm. documents. Yep, because in the emergency, nobody's gonna say, "Yeah, I'm gonna need to see the original." Right. You know, my house burned down, but I have a photocopy that says I am who I am. Mm. Yeah, no, we're not gonna take that. Yes, you fucking will. (sighs) Who knows though? Yeah. What a fucking. And the other thing that that is a good one to do is take pictures of your house like when it's like regular and have them on your phone your phone is always charged right whether or not there's any cell phone service unknown but eventually cell phone service comes back and you have pictures of your house for insurance for later and just like because you you might not notice stuff that's fault like broken or because you're Mm -hmm. you're, you might be in shock you're, you might not right. notice that. Um, and that's, that's going to help. Um, yep. I also thought about quick, quick run. I thought about the car. Um, now, we all should have, right, like a roadside emergency kit in our trunk, no matter what. 
Um, yeah. But I thought about the things that you could add to that, that you could put copies of that in there if you wanted to. Mm, that's um, a good spot. You could yeah. also do things like add, include a compass, include a, a map of the area you're in, a first aid kit and matches or a fire starter. Because like my, I feel like I have had my um, cute little roadside emergency kit for freaking ever. Um, and it came with jumper cables, um, one of those orange reflective cones, um, yeah. a flare, a poncho maybe. Um, do you know how to use a flare? In theory, I've never actually done it. I've read the instructions. It, I've seen right? it, but I've never would, actually done it. Yeah, wouldn't test wouldn't test out your flare. Here's freaking hoping. But hey, that's another <laughs> reason why. Look, I'm not saying like light the place mm -hmm. on fire, um, but that's another reason to have matches or a fire starter. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you know, like a little kit to build a fire in your mm -hmm. in your roadside emergency kit. Because I think I think of like the different. <laughs> The different scenario, like the different kinds of ways you're going to have to rush out. You're going to have to rush because there's an immediate emergency that you haven't planned for, or you know that they're evacuating people two towns over from you. And you know, in a couple of days, you are going to have to leave and prepare to be away from your house from a few days. Um, so I consider like the quick run to be both running through the stations of your house. And if you have to get in your car what can be in your car that you don't have to worry about. And you can put extra mm. contacts and stuff in your car too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff in a roadside kit would be they send you a whole great. year's worth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just throw, yeah. throw a couple in there. Yep. That's, that's a good one. That's a good call out. Uh, and I feel like people, I hope you're taking notes because this is, this is good information we're, we're sharing well, here. You know, I found a couple of good articles. One was bustle and we'll, we'll link everything. And the other was, Actually, the other is just um, the Red Cross has a great tool for helping make household plans. Um, but the Bustle article is really current because it includes masks. Throw masks in your bags. You should have That's masks smart. in your car. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and not the like crumpled up gross one that you found underneath your seat. Right. That you got as a freebie at a thing. Right, get a f not that we're going to thing, but like somebody mailed you a right. free one in hopes right. you'll buy their insurance get a like four know. pack of can 95s yeah. and throw it in your bag um, that's a great and one. you know what yep. especially hey we are you know initially this was about earthquakes and like fire and stuff but then we realized it all it's all the same shit you're just you know, disaster prep um we're actually in but a like we guys. you know we are in a, a fire space specifically and we should mm -hmm. be we should be paying attention to that um and I mean, we're in a like massive the smoke. last two days. Yeah, the ma the last two days have been very fiery. I was very worried last night. I had a full blown like, oh fuck, am I ready for this experience last oh, night? No. Yeah, and like went and checked all my fire bags. And can I tell you, Candy? <laughs> um, I remember buying the stuff for the fire bag. Right, I remember being at Target with my mom with the baby thinking okay i'm just gonna buy clothes that i'm never ever gonna see again that i'm just gonna go in the fire bag right like these are i'm buying stuff clothes for me that's clothes for mike like these are our fire clothing i'm never gonna think about them again. and it was when there was an active fire is when those four or five fires were happening and i remember like coming out of target and thinking well i might as well just put these clothes on right now <laughs> this is it this is the fire and I hadn't thought about them since. And I checked it last night and holy fuck. So first of all, all my nursing clothes are in there. I have not been nursing the baby in quite some time. My pants 
that I packed in there as my like, these are your emergency pants to put on. They do not fit. If this was an emergency, <laughs> I'd be walking around pantsless. Um, pantsless I titties out. <laughs> yeah, it. like that's it. Like I, there was like, I had zip up hoodie that I really liked and really thought hard about taking out and a pair of sweatpants, which I did take out and replace with shittier sweatpants. But yeah, I was like, oh, you know what else you have to do as part of your like ongoing prep? Check to make sure the clothes that are in there are going to fit your ass. Because <laughs> your those would not have fit my Take ass. Take a moment to check in with your ass. Yeah, I, I am not a size four pants and I probably never will be again. And that's okay. But maybe I don't keep them in my emergency kit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a yeah, lot of funny like, pictures in my head of like, yes, like emo kids it, it wearing skinny been- jeans and their whole ass is hanging out. <laughs> It would have been exactly just like, like that. Just like around the knees. Just like a mess. A mess of like, around. what uh, What happened? Did your clothes shrink in the emergency? That was, that was not a, a, yes. a jab at emo kids. Yes. I'm just talking about a specific no. style. Y'all uh, go ahead with your tight little pants. It, it would have it would have been it, it, not helpful. My fire bag was actively not helpful. <laughs> not. So it was not fire. I have replaced it was zero. Three. Now there is a pair of leggings and like shitty or something. Oh, I would think leggings and, great idea. Yeah. And like bras, like actual regular bra rather than nursing tops. So um, I mean, do you, felt real good about that. Refresh. Do you feel like there's any situation where having the nursing bra but not nursing is like maybe going to be helpful? Like if it's really hot. No, because no. <laughs> your boob just pops out. You it's not that you hot. Like, it's you don't like the, the like, only butt thing flap, but for your boobs. That's even like remotely useful about the nursing bra. Um, when I am not nursing, is that it's not just the bra; it's like the full body. Oh, it's like that so it could suck in yeah. the fact that my pants don't fit me. That's as close as we're getting to something helpful. I'm like wearing a like waist trainer by accident. Not, not good. Not like, fun. there's nothing not good fun. about. Make this sure you situation. don't have nursing bras in your yes. go bag. That's Make, not gonna work. Right. Make sure that your the your like prep clothes for any longer term. You might be out of your house for six months or whatever. You know, those first couple of chaotic days, you want to clean. I had clean underwear, so that was oh, nice. Yeah. But make sure that the clothes that are in there are clothes that you can put on your body. So that was a good lesson learned. I'm glad we're having this conversation before I actually put my clothes bag together. Mm-hmm. Um, Make sure that they're clothes that you can wear. Because I would immediately be like, well, I don't wear this. So I'll put it in there. But why do I not wear it? Is the reason that it doesn't fit? Because then it shouldn't go yeah. in there. Because you know what does not help you in an emergency is being physically uncomfortable as well. If you're like in a safety environment, you know, you evacuate to the gym and you're like, oh, no. None of my clothes fit. What am I going to do? I'm going to be totally honest. I am listening to you, but I am still feeling like an asshole for saying something about emo kids pants. (laughs) Formal declaration of apology to the emo kids. Go for Uh, it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, dudes. Dudesettes. That's it. That's all I got. Tiny pants. I bet bet it's been, if you listen, it's just a a collective fashion discussion. I'm currently wearing gigantic pants. I don't know if that, if anybody cares that I also have some sweatpants on that actually should maybe go in my go bag, but they're too awesome because I live in them. So. Are they from Old Navy? No. Where are these? I have 
These are, this is the important they stuff. They say girls. Gentle listeners. They say girls and they have a stripe down the side. Because I'm white. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that that's my short prep. That's my short prep. Oh, one thing I was really surprised about with this Bustle article, because it was current enough to have masks, the article is um, what you should take in a fire evacuation, like 10 things you need. And I was surprised that electronics was so low on the list. And that's re- really what made me think about how many phone numbers do you know? Because they were like, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget your phone. And I was like, what? Um, I feel like that should be number one because people don't have phone numbers. And, and we don't yeah. have, you know, you might not have all of your credit cards, but you have access to all of your accounts on your phone and you can order a new one. Um, maybe maybe the assumption is just that people don't forget their phone, like your phone maybe, is but it was on your the body. List, but it was like right. It was like almost like an afterthought, um, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of surprised by that. Um, that's it. So the longer term, right, where we think about the idea of, I know I'm getting evacuated. They're coming. What do I? What do I need to have? Mm. Right. So we talked about the the idea of the go bag with essentials. We talked about clothing, have clothing. But what about the actual supplies themselves? Like what are the things that you need to have on hand for what feels like is going to be a longer term evacuation? And similarly, like I looked at a bunch of websites and everything points back to this Mm ready.gov, which is great. Like I love the fact that there is a federal website that is telling everybody the same information here are the guidelines here is what you should have right so there's no in some areas this in some areas that it's like here's the absolute baseline that no matter what you should be having these same things so it talks about three days of water supply for each member of your family so it's at like a minimum of a gallon per person per day um three day supply of non-perishable foods plus a can opener the can opener is the key right right if you don't have a can opener, it does not matter how much canned food you have. Unless you want to spend a like dumb amount of time banging that can against the wall, hoping. There's there was this great story, and it's not a great story, like it's horrifying. Right in the beginning of the pandemic, where there was a bunch of like doomsday preppers, but you know, like not the nice ones, not the we are preparing for for the world to change, but the violent doomsday preppers who apparently like went into their bunker. And then came out two hours later and was like, we don't have a can opener, we're all going to die. It's like, well, you're dumb. So can opener, can opener is key. Uh, first aid kits we talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, food and water for your pets. Mm-hmm. That's also that's also a whole thing. Flashlights in every room with extra batteries because, no, what, you know, their idea of I'm storing my stuff here, but how do I get from here to where right. I'm storing my stuff? Flashlights in every room. In an accessible place, Mm -hmm. but not so accessible that you use them regularly. Oh, well, the flashlight's here. I can just move it around. You have to, like, know where it is. That's really hard to do with a toddler, just (laughs) FYI. In case anybody is listening to that part and thinks, oh, yeah, I could just. It's really hard to find the right place to store this fucking flashlight in every room with the toddler. Because he wants to play with them or move them around or play with them and move them around. Uh, extra chargers for your phone, like the like power banks. Yeah, that like um, yeah the. Yeah. Meds. We talked about a whistle. Oh, a whistle is good if you get buried. Yeah, if make you, noise. If yeah. You get buried in that house. You gotta let people know you mm-hmm. have a whistle. Yeah. Whistle's a good one. 
Swiss Army Knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other ones that we talked about, like, you know, your copies of your documents, a pair of glasses, cash, small bills are best. Right. I, I feel kind of medium about cash in today's environment. Like, what, what do you use that cash for that you couldn't just as easily use your phone to swipe, your... I guess unless I guess all the phones. I, right. Whatever. I guess the idea is yeah. if no one has any power, but they can still sell you, you know, a bottle of water because they're sure. going to sell you a yeah. bottle of water. I guess, I guess, yeah, you couldn't swipe your credit card right. if it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, cash, small bills are best. Although you're not going to be able to feel like, break into yeah. those cash, a lot of cash registers if the power is actually out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. It just, that just feels like a... Less important. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a weird... A, a weird in-between reflection on society as well. Right. Because if the, if the disaster is big enough, I'm not charging you for water. Please just have the water. But like, gougy, gougy. Yeah. Um, Gross. Hand battery, you know, hand crank. Yeah. Hand crank's a good one. Mm-hmm. Hand crank. Hand crank radio. radio the radio yeah. part is the key. I, not just saying hand crank over and over again. What are you cranking? Just one you could just uh, crank anything right. with. It's a universal yeah. crank. You could crank right. people. No, but like specifically whatever. a radio. Um, the walkie talkies we talked about walkie talkies before we always think oh we should totally get walkie talkies we should actually get walkie talkies we have to it's stupid that we don't have them they make the ones with like 30 mile radius first of all we all get handles fun then uh, you know go on road trips we can go on road trips that will also be fun Um, you know I've been thinking in regards to flashlights that I don't have one in my car Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place mm-hmm. for one because you are more likely to, if you're, I mean, to be out at night in your car, right? Right, right. I always think about yeah. getting stuck yeah. in the dark and or the rain specifically. Mm-hmm. Right, because emergencies never happen at like two o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. In, you know, yeah. it's always in the middle of the night when it's raining. Um, And it's interesting because I saw things about like, games and activities for your kid and i was like what that just seems like to, a stupid place to take up space and then i was like oh unless you're evacuated to a gym for four right. days your kids gotta have something to do otherwise everybody goes insane so that's yeah. a good one that's a good one to have in there um and yeah i mean masks masks are important ones that would not have been on these before mm-hmm. but are on here now yeah and you know there's stuff like duct tape and sanitizers and those pieces kind of fall in and out depending on what you know what kind of kit you're building and what your expectations but the thing that struck me the biggest about this as i was looking through list after list is the socioeconomics behind these lists because it implies that you have space to store this totally right it implies that you're able to get more of your medicine, um, that you're able mm-hmm. to access extra food for storage. All of those pieces mean you got a shed, you got a big closet, you got a car. All of those things weigh into your ability to prep for those emergencies. And what does that mean for different people in different environments? Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very much of like, this is the middle class preparation kit. Totally. And you know, yeah. what ran across my brain just now was, I think it 
overall means backpacks need to be less fucking expensive. Mm, that's a great one. Yep. They really mm-hmm. do. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The cost mm-hmm. of backpacks across the board. Um, and I think about kids all the time, like. And and parents being like that backpack is thirty five dollars or that backpack is fifty dollars for you to. Mm-hmm. For it to be made a disaster. Um backpacks that are big enough to put clothes a few days worth of clothes for a family of four are not Mm -hmm. cheap (laughs) yep and it's right there that's at the very beginning of the (laughs) the preparation everyone hopefully hopefully you can find space in your dwelling for one backpack Mm -hmm. why is it 75 dollars? i mean i'm being a little bit Mm -hmm. obnoxious now but yeah they're not cheap and and those things impact your ability to prepare Mm mm-hmm and that's that's a tough thing to look at as well. It is. Did you see anything about um, water and um, expirations of water? And like, is it is there a way better than plastic jugs of water that are just leaching that plastic for so many years and then you have to get rid of it? So no, yeah. not really. I mean, there's the idea of like, don't store it in the heat, don't store it yeah. in the sun. Um, there's the desalinization and or and or purifier approach right Mm -hmm. where you can just say i have my straw and i can drink from any water with this straw but no i mean the 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 basic rule of thumb seems to be like buy yourself a pallet of water hold on to it right yeah and don't like don't leave it in the sun yeah but yeah i mean that's that's a real concern Mm -hmm. The leaching plastic, but I don't know how long it takes for that. Right. But, All I know is the water, yeah. we have two jugs of water uh, in the house that are like you know, in a bedroom somewhere that are not near the kitchen mm-hmm. they're, and they're like totally expired, whatever that means, whatever that ex- right. expiration means, um, you know, to a point it's like it's if it's totally closed, then it's not standing water. So there's not that right. concern. So the expiration has to have something to do with the container it's in and it does kind of seem like you know unless you live in a, a situation where you have you're collecting rain you are you have some sort of extra backup water for the house and like a generator unless you have like that kind of situation you but you know there's a good possibility that you're going to end up having to have water in your house your your lines could be down especially when it comes yep. to earthquakes and um really big thunderstorms and, and stuff like that i'm thirsty all the yep. time that's why i'm yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna keep need more than enough to keep me alive. Giant is the problem. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get cranky. Um, and then you think about like the other piece of it. It's not just what are you drinking, what are you eating, but like sanitize. So there, right? So there's the right. you have you should have bleach on hand. You should have mm. bags to put in your toilet if you don't have water. And there's a whole mm. like Girl Scout, Boy Scout, how to sanitize in your home when you don't have running plumbing situation. That is like yeah, extra stuff a... to keep in your house. Gross. We learned about that in Luckily, school. I think it was because of the flooding. Like, Luckily, I have a ton of potty bags for, right. you know, Revel's Travel Potty. I've got a lot of that. Oh, my goodness. You guys we got that set. covered. Yes. Uh, I have I have many a small potty that we can just um, cover in plastic. Go bag. Uh, tampons, pads, whatever you use, mm. that should be in your go bag. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a great call. Yeah, a couple of period panties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
yeah, maybe just maybe just period panties rather than the products because the products, same thing. They might expire. They might this and right. the other. Throw a throw a period panty Something in there. Something you can wash by day. hand. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a different episode unto itself, but I've never tried those. And I always want to, but I'm always weird about them. Right. <laughs> but I'm always yeah. weird about them. But uh, weird. Weird about it. Um, I well, okay, wait. We've talked about items we should have on hand. And we talked about having a flashlight in every room. So what do you have? Like, I'm not going to say exactly where stuff is, but in, in my bedroom is that box that has like our stuff in it that I'm going to grab. I also have candles in that same spot. Candles, no flashlight, um, but like hurricane, like glass candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have the fire bag, which has the change of clothes and so on and so forth. And we have an earthquake bag, which is the supplies. Right. Like all of the stuff that's on here is in a different bag. And that was a kit that we bought. Right. Rather than try and like piece together. The earthquake bag has like toothbrush, like the toiletries mm-hmm. approach. Uh, sorry, the fire bag has like toiletries and stuff like that with the idea that I'm evacuating, but my house will still be right. there tomorrow and that's fine. But, oh no, I mean, the, like the rest, like, three blocks over is still fine. Like my house is burned down, but I can go stay in a hotel. That's where my fire bag exists. Mm-hmm. The earthquake kit assumes everything is gone. And that's where all like the deep supplies exist. Like you have to stay at home until you get evacuated. Here's food for right. a few days. Yeah. Right. That's that's the earthquake kit. And that's kind of how I differentiate them. That's totally you would makes bring sense. the fire you you would bring the fire bag with the earthquake kit if it is a holy fuck we gotta run but you would not bring the earthquake kit if it's just my house that's burning down right right now that makes sense to me that totally yeah. makes sense to me yeah. yeah i mean you can but like sure. it's like less if you want to bring all the bags lesser. bring all the bags if you can yeah, bring sure all but the that's bags. but with the assumption that i can i'm gonna go and live at your house for the next six months right. and while i figure out where i'm gonna live that i'm only gonna bring my fire right. bag with me because you don't need my swiss army knife I mean, you might. Who knows? You don't need my. What if we just want to whittle to pass the time <laughs> and I don't have enough? You don't need my cash. My small bills are oh, best. Actually, I, I am going to need your cash. <laughs> this is a cash only business. Charging you uh, during the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So oh, um, they they feel like two two different experiences. <laughs> they are two different. It's like a pop up. Yeah. One's a pop yep. up. One's a pop in. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are your like. Like apocalypse plans. I feel like we've kind of talked about this before, like right. zombie apocalypse, you know, Thunderdome. And, and they they vary they depending on what type of apocalypse it is, right? I mean, the the pandemic happened, which is one could argue an apocalypse in and of itself. And Teresa came and moved in with me. So my mom came and stayed with yeah. me. Um, if my house burns down, I'm going to her. If her house burns right. down, she's coming to me, right? Um, but if the whole area is devastated, what do we do? Where are we going? It really depends on which side the disaster has come from. Right. Like where, where are you focus to with your next right. one? Um, but yeah, I mean, it really like it, we, we do not eat either have a, a set plan. I'm always like, Oh, well, if it's, if it's coming at us from the East and we need to go West, I'm going to Lisa. Lisa, I assume you're listening, be prepared. Just so you know, um, but it, Right, but that first step is find my mom. Right, right. right. She's—that's the first thing that you have to do—is connect with. I'm gonna find my mom. Right, and then together 
go to wherever the thing is, which reminds me of the walkie-talkie. Your mother should also have a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We need it. We have a ring it. of, we are uh, an right. apocalypse, you know, look, we're a gang. This yeah. is, we got to round mm-hmm. up our, our people so we can survive in the Badlands. <laughs> Blow the whistle. You'll have a whistle. Done. Right. I know someone in the group yeah. has a whistle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't count that it's a wooden train whistle. Because that's what it is. Um, Still very loud. I think that's very loud. Fine. <laughs> Do you have that on a? Can you put that on a string around your neck? No, no. it's enormous. It's too big. It's like a big tube. Right. That's. I think you Did I mention it was really loud? Hey, if we're gonna if we could use that to call other trains then yes let's do it <laughs> yeah i always think about um think about things like i don't i know how to drive stick but i haven't since i was a very young person and mm, yep. i mean what if i need to like take a car man right mm-hmm. that's i always thing. say that in an emergency i could drive stick I, also, I don't know that that's actually true right right i i uh i in theory know how to hotwire a car but have really? never done it and probably wouldn't oh, yeah. succeed. Gearhead death. Yeah, that yeah, makes more yeah. sense. Okay, because um, I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck do you know how to hotwire a car? But gearhead right, dead. Right. Um, if the car is pre-1997, I know where to put water if it overheats. <laughs> Old cars are really, really where I could, I could be of use in the, in the apocalypse. Um, I think about... Um, yeah, I think I think about... Did I talk about this in the podcast? Or you know, here it is. I talk to myself so much in the pandemic that I'm not sure if I've had these conversations with other people. Um, <laughs> have we talked about? Oh, that's so uh, bad. I'm getting used to it. It's fine. It's actually kind of nice. It's like I'm so busy and popular that like I just I've told the story so many times. Um, the uh, like I don't I don't know that I'm concerned that the we're going to be hit like as an act of war with some sort of EMP. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not worried about that, but I do think that really? like some asshole in his basement in Los Angeles is going to make one and knock out the city mm. for two days. You know what I mean? Mm. So mm-hmm. I do think about like, yeah, having the hand crank radio and having walkie talkies having, um, I think we all need to learn Morse code. I think that's really important. I think like humans in general need to like not entirely because we have all of this analog stuff that can be used all around us. We just don't know how to use it. Right. Um, I can do SOS. (laughs) That's. Hey, I feel like Morse code saved the Avengers on more than one Um, occasion. It's how we stopped the aliens on Independence Day. That's all. Yes. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think about that. That's the that. montage, man. Yes. The people coming to get us. My start crying. It's the Americans. Day. <laughs> what do they plan to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's about bloody time. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the kind <laughs> of disaster that involves fighting the aliens. I, I have to tell you, I am not worried about that disaster, but I'm glad that you have it covered. I do. Look, the first place I'm going is a pharmacy. I will get the medicine we need for important first aid and stuff. Right. and All the penicillin. Right. And then I will call you guys on our walkie-talkies. <laughs> oh. A plan. Mm-hmm. We'll find a place. I'll, you know what? I'll also get like some cokes at the pharmacy. Probably I'll grab a bag of chips while they're still cold. While they're still cold, while they're still everything cold, will still be Because we will good. never have anything mm-hmm. cold again. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. 
And wine, that because feels- that's the drugstore. By me, anyway. <laughs> I'll bring the wine. I'll bring the wine to the apocalypse. We're good. What um, what is the like weirdest thing that you would put in your in your in your go bag? The like, and, and weird might not be the right question. What is the like the item, the non-essential? There it is. What is the non-essential that you would put in your go bag that that's like your? You know, as you say that, your heartstone <laughs> weed. Um, although I don't know that that's not essential. Um, yeah, no, I think that falls under yeah. essential. Uh, that is medicine. You can put extra of in your go bag. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, as you're saying that, it's funny because I'm thinking, I was thinking before about um, what if you have enough time to grab a personal item or mementos and whatever. And I was thinking about how I would grab my grandmother's necklaces or charms. And, you know, there probably is like, jewelry or something of that nature that is small that I don't wear that maybe should Mm -hmm. go in that kind of bag something that Mm -hmm. if the house burns down I'm going to be incredibly happy that I have it Mm. Mm -hmm. that's a great one thank you what's yours I was going to say sunblock um not here man Right, uh, which feels which feels essential. Um, I don't know because, to be honest, I feel like the things the things that feel real vital to me are not good care, like the books. Right, it's the books, but I can't bring right. my books with me. Um, and so much of it has been kind of replaced by like. Eh, I don't know. If it breaks, it breaks. Because after the toddler broke like four necklaces in a row, I guess I, I guess I don't care about this anymore. You know, like it kind of it it did, and it seems like such like a shitty smug thing to say. Of like, well, now that I have my baby, I don't care about any of my stuff. But it's true because he's broken all my stuff. You know, like all my shit got broken. <laughs> I, and I was like, anymore. oh, uh, right, I don't have stuff anymore. Like I just don't. Like nothing. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Which is kind of a bum. And it's funny because you uh, you talk about the animals, right? Like, mm-hmm. We have agreed that if there is an emergency, Rocky is on his oh, own. God. You know, know what, Kat? You've had a good it. 20 years. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for your service. I don't know. I, you know, I think he'd be fine on his He's own. He's scrappy. Yeah. yeah. He's got a toot. Um. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel, it feels like such a shitty thing, but, like, I really, I can't think of, because the things that you, like, oh, bring your fucking computer, because the whole world exists on your computer, right? right. But. Oh, laptop, eh. that's a good one. Right. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm not But, like, what would you do with it? What? What would you do with it? What would you do with a laptop if the whole world, like, fell well, down, Well, if the right? whole world fell down, it's, see, that's the thing. Right. You don't know when you first evacuate. There's, like, gradients of totally. it, yeah. Like, like you said, mm-hmm. if you're going to be stuck in a shelter for a week. Then you want to bring your laptop. And the rest of the world You'd is still running. You have to bring your laptop so you can log into work <clears throat> and tell them that you will not right? be available. I, I'm not going to be able to make it. I have a note <laughs> from the uh, FEMA. I can't be there. I, I'm out of office, but if it's an emergency for you, feel free to reach me on my cell phone. Yeah. Oh, vomit. Leave your laptops at <laughs> home. Leave them at home. I take it back. Unless you've got cool games on there. Then mm-hmm. maybe try to take it. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah. That that is a thing to think about. If you're gonna be, yeah, if you have to stay in a hotel for a few days, do you bring the switch? Yeah, you definitely a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yep. 
thinking of the cats makes me or the the animals makes me think about like there should be an extra like leash in my car and there's mm-hmm. not but that should be in my roadside kit yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a, it, it's a good layer to have. Yeah. Of just in case. Aw, isn't that what it's all about? Just layers of maybe. Prepare for maybe. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am not putting any bras in my bag. Yeah, any bras. If, it's a fucking, if that's what's happening, that's enough. You know? <laughs> Fuck it, society. I'm bringing tiny crop tops and no bra. And that's it. Let's let's share this gymnasium like, you know, happy. I love it. Happy humans. Happy humanoids. Yes. Apocalypse titties free is my general. Maybe I'll make a banner. I'll put that in my bag. Titty apocalypse. Wherever (laughs) we go. Just trying to keep keep people happy. Um, I think, uh, Noodle, let's talk about political minute. What's, what's the political minute? Okay. Um, political minute. We are going to disclaimer this with our opinions here are 100% only represented in myself and Candy. Um, We're we not. are going to talk about, yep. And we are going to talk about the uh, potential looming IATSE strike, which we are pro union aggressively. Yes. Um, whether or not they choose to strike, Obviously, we will support those ideas one way or another. But the big piece that people forget about is is the people behind the content. You know, the sheer number of hours of effort, of time, sweat, blood, and tears that go into every TV show that you watch, every movie that you watch, every commercial that annoys you, yeah. uh, every radio segment, like all of the pieces. Um are built on the backs of people. There's, you know, for every one person that is a famous Hollywood, blah, 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 there's a hundred thousand people that are not. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And from production to craft services, to teamsters, to every single layer of entertainment. um, It's, it's a huge deal. And what's happened with the streaming service and how little, people get paid and how aggressive the hours are and how abusive the system has become. Um, it's something to think about even like content in any form. Right. And the idea that that doesn't exist without the hard work of people. So we just want to put it on the record that we stand really aggressively with, um, the union and we'll support whatever they decide. And if they decide to strike, that means, no streaming services. That means your television goes black. Right. That means you do not consume content that is actively being built on the backs of people that are being underpaid and overworked. Uh, absolutely. And now is the time. Uh, look, these these systems, we definitely stand with um, unions in general. Uh, and, you know, now is the time. That it has to stop. We have to start paying attention. Everyone has to pay attention. The idea of labor for nothing the idea of treating people like fleeting dollar bills and and this is you know the ayatsi strike specifically isn't in in an industry where or the possible strike um is it an industry where people do work 14 hours a day people do um 
expect everything out of everybody because there's so much writing on it. Um, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's, it's this, uh, fostering this general American general human idea of, you know, work until you drop dead. Um, and there's going to be someone else right behind you who wants that opportunity. Right. So they, there's like this fear kind of cycle that is, all across industries and in any situation where there are people doing this kind of daily, long, long, long labor, and we all need to pay attention to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, especially so much, it feels more so in the entertainment industry because everybody wants to work in entertainment, right? Especially in this town. It's a clamor for, to be treated like shit. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That there's this idea of there's 10 people behind you to take your place, right. which problem um, is, is a problem. Well, we're, you know, employing people through fear mm-hmm. has led society to the point where we have to constantly threaten to strike for living wages in industry, you know, across industries and across in places that are, you know, like the United States of America that is so has so much money and has so much and we have to constantly have this conversation um is getting tired and uh i think more and more people are not standing for it so uh, yeah i applaud anybody who is standing up to say we're not going to put up with that kind of bullshit there's a there's this great instagram account called ia underscore stories that's been popping up um, in a lot of different places, and it's people telling about their onset experiences with the long hours, with the no food break, with the, you know, just absolute chaotic, terrible treatment and how they are suffering both physically, financially, em- emotionally, et cetera. So they never see their families, mm-hmm. all, of the, all of those pieces. Um, that's worth a follow um, as we watch this come through. And it really kind of humanizes a lot of the issues instead of the idea of like, oh, somebody somewhere is complaining about like, here's the actual lived experience. Um, so that's, that's worth giving a follow to. So that is Political Minute, uh, pro-union, we stand with IELTS. I feel like we should have some sort of music to go with that. I, there won't be music, guys, I'm sorry. Maybe we could- Power to the people. That was pretty good, though. I think we could go with that. We could just put that on a loop. That could be our new opening. Oh, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, What do we have in closing? Noodle, what do you got in closing? Well, we have Mini Book Club next month. Yes. Uh, We are doing, we are reading, uh, I I lost my book. I put it. What it, what is it? She monster monster. She wrote monster. She wrote monster. She wrote, um, which is a look at women of horror and speculative fiction. Um, so that's fun. So pick that up. Uh, the best thing about mini book club is you don't have to talk to anybody. Uh, read the book, hear what other people think about it, and uh, you don't have to get like the pit sweats when you're sharing your opinions in a group. You can just shout them to yourself. So that's fun. And we will have special guests. Joining us from Mini Book Club. Jennifer. Jenny B. Creative, who has, I think the last episode she was on was Beautiful Things, where we talked about artwork and book covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That was, a, that was a while ago. So looking forward to having her back on. Am I right? Yeah, I think I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Pandemic bubble. Nothing <laughs> makes any sense. I got no idea what uh, day it is. 
What are we plugging? Um, I'm going to plug uh, Rad Mag issue three. Is uh, fall pre-orders are available? Fall pre-orders. It's going to be spooky. It's going to be fall e. Um, and it's a very pretty color this month. It's a very pretty golden rub. It's kind of got like a neon vibe. I'm really stoked. Really stoked on it. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Red mag. Anything else? Do we have any other? God, have we? Have we not recorded an episode since July? Oh my God! It's the end of September. No, we did an August one. We recorded in July. I think it went up in August. Oh, it went live in August. Yike. Well, it's been a hot minute, so thanks for waiting on us. Totally. Appreciate everybody's uh, perseverance to stay with us during this pandemic and nonsense that's affected everybody's brains. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm confused. Uh, I think that's it. Start prepping for the coming disasters and ongoing disasters. Right. Right. And ping us, ping us with what is your non-essential item that you keep in your go bag let us know if we missed any essential items because you know we are not the experts but we're doing our best to share the information uh yeah let us know if we've forgotten anything that's like totally obvious because hey that seems possible hey guys Yeah, you forgot, like, bring your butt cheeks with you. I don't know, but it seems possible. It seems possible. Um, Thanks for joining us, everyone. We love you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Are we done? That was a great episode.